So I think turning coaches, let me take that back. I think turning leaders, right? Leaders, managers, executives inside of organizations into coaches is a really interesting and complex moment. But it's a needed moment. But it's a moment that I think should should be based in empathy in, in a couple of different areas. And, and frankly, empathy on both sides. What I mean by empathy on both sides is there's a there's a and, and I'm and I'm struggling to even get it out in the first 30 seconds here because I think this is gonna be a very controversial and 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 different opinion that many may disagree with, but if you really unpack just humans in general and psychology, I think we all can admit that I'm just gonna be speaking some truth here. Many leaders, aka human beings, many of them naturally are who they are. Now, of course, we can all change. Of course, we can all develop. Of course, we can all be better and be different in different ways. But, and again, I always use Cornelius as this example when I bring this up. Cornelius was a a leader that I uh, worked with in a a company prior. I was the head of people. Cornelius was was a trainer at the time. I was was the head of people of this um, hybrid personal development, a personal, uh, personal training company where inevitably we would send personal trainers out to your home. It was managed all through this app. We would go all up and down the East Coast. We scaled a bunch of different things, right? He was a trainer. Cornelius objectively did not enjoy speaking to other humans. And what I mean by that is not quite literally, but he had very little patience, very little flexibility when it came to development. The way he saw something, the way he did something was very by the book. If it's supposed to be done in an ABC, he does it in ABC. He does not do A, B, E, F, G, C. He doesn't bounce around and do things his own way. He does it the way that he thinks it should be done. He does it the way that he was taught. He does it the way that the book taught him. And he he struggles to understand why any other human being working with him won't do it the same way he's trying to teach him to do it. He also struggled with changing his overall communication style to match the communication style and preferences and needs and development needs of those he was inevitably trying to lead. So there was a crucial point where the CEO of the company really wanted to actually remove Cornelius from the organization, not because Cornelius was not a great employee, not because he wasn't a great trainer, not because he wasn't great at processes, but he wasn't a great leader. And we really needed a leader. So I said to the CEO, I said, why don't we do a couple of things? Why don't we create this like two in a box hybrid type bottle? He said, what do you mean? I said, why are we trying to change Cornelius from who he naturally is? I understand development and trainings are in place, but I think that's an old school leadership approach inside of organizations. You're great at processes. You're great at these decks. You're great at these systems. You're great at this, 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 this. You're great at being an individual contributor. So it's just the next step. If you want to get an extra 15000 if you want to get an extra 20000 the company needs someone to look over these people. You know everything. You want the extra money. Now you're a leader. But what we think about and what we forget is when we say someone's the leader, there are other variables that come along with that. Coaching comes along with that. Emotional intelligence and empathy and flexibility of communication styles and development and humans and people comes along with that. 
And so inevitably what we did to speed the story up, we, we structured his role where a lot of his role was behind the scenes processes driven. Restructuring, rebaking, creating for the first time efficiencies that all trainers would inevitably experience behind the scenes with the CEO personally. So he had no direct reports that were coming directly to him, looking for any guidance, feedback, development, or overseeing, right? So I, I showed the CEO that that brought, him, brought the company and him personally value. I adjusted and shifted the CEO's perspective of what a leader looks like. So that's one element of this, right? That just needs to change inside of companies. And that's a quick statement that I just think in a quick learning moment that I just think any leader listening to this should capitalize on. If you have anyone in your company that's at a leadership level that you are considering either removing from your company or you're noticing that their lack of leadership, aka coaching ability, is actually being a detriment to the organization, try to use and apply that tactic I just shared. Right? So that's one track. The other track is, well, there are some leaders that actually want to be involved and work with and develop and coach people. So what do we do with them? Let me give you an employee's first mindset and tactic that I just need companies to try to take advantage of and understand. Every single company should set up moments where we educate employees around what coaching truly means at the leadership level, how they should be experiencing and what the categories of coaching, what that looks like. It can be obviously some of the main things that we all know, frequent feedback, a culture of feedback, pushing employees to their limits, being open, um, being open to employ new ideas, rolling out new ideas, having communication structures around new ideas, encouraging employees to learn from others, asking employees to, for opinions and questions, building confidence, um, you know, tolerating and supporting failure and not being so judgmental around failure, recognizing employees, career mapping, goal mapping, um, the list can go on and on that fall into the coaching variables, adjusting communication styles, um, decision-making, right? So I believe every single company should educate employees around what those things are and how they actually show up. That should be done, in my personal opinion, inside of teams. Managers should be trained how to have these conversations and educate them. Then I believe there should be a company-wide email that's rolled out with this nice comprehensive outline and process outlined with it. Then maybe there could be an all-hands-in fireside chat or, or, or brown bag lunch. Maybe there can be modules sent out to each employee. But inevitably, every single employee within a two, three, four-week period of time should actually be able to understand or at least point to a document, a deck, something that they can now say, I know what coaching looks like or what that definition of coaching is. Right. From there, the perspectives that the employees have need to be unpacked. And what I mean by that is every single employee should have an opportunity once they are once they understand what coaching actually is and what it looks like. Every single employee should have the opportunity to then say, OK, well, if this is what coaching is, here's the elements of coaching that I need. Here's my preferences around how you can help. Here's my needs and preferences around how you can recognize me personally. Here's how I would like my goals to be roadmapped. Here's my career mapping needs. Here's 
um, how I would like to be supported during moments of failure. Here's the type of um, decision-making structures that I'm looking for. Here's, you know, the overall communication preferences and styles that I appreciate. So a lot of what I talk about in the Beyond Resume organizational version that I've talked about at scale in this podcast. Once you gather, and that can be done through the process that I've outlined for the Beyond Resume. Once you go through the Beyond Resume with each employee, and again, this should happen inside of teams. I'm so sick of, yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm so sick of companies trying to use tech, trying to use surveys as an excuse where they say, well, we think this should be done in, in, at a human-to-human level, but, but we can't scale, right? We can't scale. We can't have our head of people talking to a 1,000 employees. Well, you don't, right? What you do is you teach the manager of eight. You teach the manager of 16. You teach the manager of 24 humans to set up a week or a week and a half cadence where they're having those one-on-one conversations and you teach them how to have those conversations. You teach them how to facilitate those conversations. You teach them how to have empathy and facilitation inside of those conversations. And essentially what I'm asking you to do is I'm asking you to get all the data around the employee's preferences and needs at scale because you're getting everyone's, right? There's going to be micro-individual needs that are different from everyone else, but you're going to start to see a trend across the organization around what employees actually look for and what they actually need as it pertains to coaching. You're going to get that data. You're going to get that data. That's just objectively true if you do it the right way. Once you have the data and once you are ready to then put in a the leadership development program that is based around leadership coaching and employee coaching. You start with when you are considering how to, you're going to, how you're going to bake out and structure and what's actually going to be inside the modules, inside the learning experience, what's going to be the actual content, the glue that holds it all together. That should be the, the data from the employees. The head of people should sit back and look at all the beyond resume data, all the contextual conversations that the managers were having. That should be the source of how we actually figure out what's going to be baked into the content of the program. It shouldn't be based off of what, and again, I've talked about this at scale. It shouldn't be based off of what Google did, what your company previously did, what Amazon did, what fucking Alibaba did, what, what Coinbase, I don't care, doesn't, that doesn't matter. Don't worry about anyone else. You have the data right here in front of your face around what your employees are looking for when it comes to leadership coaching. You now have it. Now, of course, you bake in tried and true principles, tried and true best practices, tried and true tactics that everyone knows and loves, but you start with the employee data first because you've now educated them to actually give you competent answers. You've now taught and built trust uh, trust and flexibility and, 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 and facilitation capability in your leaders and managers to give um, to, 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 to support the employees to give them the data that you actually need. So you're sitting with real data. You're sitting with data that can actually help, that can actually be beneficial. Um, everything I said is a must. It's an absolute must. And again, I'm struggling why employees excuse me, I'm struggling why companies don't get that. I'm struggling why the quote-unquote excuse of, well, we can't scale this is happening. You can. 
You can. The head of people should not be the only competent human being inside the organization that understands how to have these empathetic, tough, emotional, facilitation-like conversations. So, um, those are my thoughts. I think we're in a good spot. And, um, yeah, that's about it. We'll chat soon.